You've been flying? Is that your own thing, or is that because they're not allowing it? No, well, I, my friend hasn't been going up. No. So, uh, he, he has, but he hasn't told me about it. I saw somebody Somebody was up in a plane today, right when the storms were really coming. No. Oh, really? oh, really? Have you been in a storm in a plane yet? No. That must be scary. scary. Yeah, it must dude. be, man. Yeah, holy because it, it, you should see the clouds over by my work. I was out in the back, and I was like, holy shit. It looks like he just came out of the airport over by me, and he turned. He was turning around and went. He was going right back to the fucking yeah. airport. A lot of them just that do- fucking black cloud was just sitting Dude, there. Dude, it was brutal. But a lot of them yeah. are just doing uh, touch and goes and takeoffs and landings. So, yeah. If it's just, if it's no wind infected. And oh, nothing. if he didn't get down, man, he would have got fucked. Hmm. He would have yeah, got fucked. Yeah, came down pretty hard. Wow. What's up? Everybody's sound effects working good. Yeah, I think I so. Know, turn mine on. <laughs> All right. Just turn yours up just a little bit, Chris. Come on. Come on. Do it. <laughs> Come on. Do it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do it. Come on. Do it. <laughs> Why you no had friends? Yeah. OMG! <laughs> Who needs sound effects? We can do our own. <laughs> <laughs> you got that coffee? That's Tim's new sound. Listen, we're going to be talking about electric motorcycles tonight, so I want to make sure we're here to throw up all the time, okay? Every time I say electric, you have to hit the button. Don't tell him that. You'll never get anything done. All right, that's okay. Oh, yeah, it's part of the thing. <laughs> Look out! I like that. All right, well, let's. If we guys are ready, we'll start. Yeah, we're ready. Good evening, everyone. Afternoon, morning, lunchtime, dinner. Welcome to the Motorcycle Man Podcast. This is episode. Drum roll, please. Can I have a drum roll, please? Somebody give me a drum roll. Mm. <laughs> All right, bongo roll. It's episode 250. Wow. Yes, we've been doing this 250 times, and we still don't have it right. We have it about as right as we're ever going to get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hi, I'm Ted, your host. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I did to deserve that, but I like it. It's all right. And we're here in the V-Twin Cafe in sunny downtown Cranford, New Jersey, (laughs) where it's always 72, unless, of course, there's a torrential downpour with hail happening. And it's 102. And it's 102. (laughs) (laughs) I think the humidity is like 150. Is that possible? Yeah. I think that's like an ocean at that point, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty brutal today. It was a tough day. Yeah. And uh, here in the V-Twin, of course, with with Timbuktu. (laughs) Yes! <laughs> oh man! And Ted's trying to find. <laughs> and of course, we're also we have uh, brother Chris, Joker Nipples, the twelve-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way from Bergen Harley Davidson, Mr. Justin Shoes. In your face, 
<laughs> Gentlemen, how have you been? We weren't here last week, uh, like we were supposed to be. We had it. We had uh, a little, little incident. Don't we? Well, don't we, we, we? Not we. <laughs> but there, there was, uh, there was. A, uh, I had a little incident, I should say, and plus we had uh, other things going on. You got your shitbox back. <laughs> got my shitbox back. He got his cheat back. My sheep, my cheap, my jeep, my 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 cheap, my cheap got back. Oh my god! So here I am. I, I I took I took mom. Maybe that was the problem. I took mom with me. I took mom uh, up to the uh, the off grid uh, Ted Ranch up there, the the Blue Mouse Ranch up in upstate New York. Two hundred and uh, from here, two hundred and um, well, let's see, two hundred and thirty six miles from here. Wow. Okay, that's driving distance. And uh, all was well. We went up Friday evening. Everything's fine. Saturday, you know, it poured like hell. Saturday didn't really get much done. Sunday, you know, mom mom brought bacon, and she goes, "Okay." So I said, "Did you bring eggs?" She goes, "No." I thought you would have brought eggs. I was like, "Why would I bring eggs?" <laughs> so I'll go get eggs. So Sunday morning, um, I went out to the store and I, I got eggs. And I filled up the car with gas, and then I came back. Two the, hours later. No, no, I came back. It was like not even, not even an hour later, and I, I, I parked the car. And then I said, you know what? I should turn the car around so it's easier to hook up to the trailer. And I go to start the car, and it wouldn't start. And it just kept telling me that there was a transmission thing going on there. So I ended up having to uh, rent a truck and a trailer. And, and, and I saw it. <laughs> exactly. And I and, saw it. Tow the uh, and tow the car. So would you have to walk about a mile to your neighbor's house to get him to? No, no, no. Actually, believe it or not, I I got. See, I don't. I'm off grid there, so I have no no public utilities whatsoever, and I, I only get a cell signal if the wind's blowing in the right direction and there's no birds in the sky. <laughs> so you just dragged it with your tractor. Uh, I could have, but that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have helped anything. So uh, remarkably, about 200 feet from the house in the woods, I was getting a cell signal. I don't know why, but I was able to make several thousand phone calls, and then I was able to ask my neighbor to drive me up to get the truck and the trailer and drove it all the way home. And Anyway, so after a much um, back and forth, uh, the, the vehicle finally got fixed. It was the starter. How, the how far was U-Haul from where you? Uh, it was a 20-minute drive. Oh, wow. You're lucky. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, so. Good thing to have what you were looking for in this yeah, place it was, like that. You it was thinking. so stupid, though. Rather, I say here I was thinking I was going to get a trailer, trailer, or just the, the front, just the front. No, no, it was trailer. a trailer. It was a full trailer. Wow! Yeah. How did you get it up there? You had to push it. Uh, it, it was a trick because I, I had a. First of all, I was expecting to get something like an F three fifty or an F two fifty or something like that. No, they give me a freaking fourteen foot box truck. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been fun. What's that? Right. What's that really tiny, funny looking car? The smart car? Yeah. It would be funny if they had a smart car and a trailer. <laughs> yeah, the trailer's longer than a car. Yeah. I asked them, I said, well, that why, hysterical. I asked them about just getting the front, the dolly to ho- and they tow it, and they said, well, no. Yeah. They said, because they, you can't take those on the highway. Uh, I said, okay, well, fine, fine. But um, $400 later, yeah. I got the car. Back I still to, want to know how you got the car up on that. Oh, trailer. well, so I backed it for it. mind you, my driveway is 350 feet long around trees. And I backed it in. I backed that truck and the trailer all the way in. Okay, two hours later. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, and listen, uh, I'm not good at a lot of things, but there's one thing I'm good at is backing up a tractor and uh, a backing trailer. Up, I, can, up. I, can, I can back up really good. But anyway, so I got That's the thing in there. got into Hooters. Somewhere. That's how I got into Hooters. I just <laughs> back, backed right the in. Back door. Uh, so I, I, 
there's a part of my driveway by the house where it's elevated just a little bit. So I stopped the trailer just before that, pulled out the ramps, and there's kind of like a little incline where me and my neighbor and a friend of his, we pushed the Jeep, and it would get almost to the top of the ramps, and then I'd step on it because that's as far as it would go. He pulled his tractor up around, and with the tow chain, we pulled it the rest of the way up onto the trailer. Wow. But here's the thing. It, wasn't, it didn't go on the trailer straight because of the way it was because it was kind of like, anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. We had to pull it out. We I had to tow the thing out, out to the street, to the road, and we put the tow chain around the tow hitch of the of the Jeep, and we had to yank the Jeep sideways on the trailer to straighten it out. Hmm. Yeah, so. But it worked. Anyway. So after all said and done, it turned out to be the starter, not the transmission. And, Which is uh, good. And, and, but still, it, that, that weekend cost me $1,170. Wow. Trailer rental and then Jeep charging me diagnostic fees, buying a new battery, which I did not need to buy a new battery because Jeep told me I needed a new battery. And then, of course, my, the ser- my service guy had the problem fixed in one day. All taken care of. Yeah, that's right. So, anyway, so I got my Jeep back. Good for you. Yeah, well, you know. Now you're a real boy. No, well, no. I still have a problem out there in the street, so <laughs> it's a red problem. <laughs> it's gonna, but it still works. It, it still works, and it's all good. How have you guys been doing? What's new and exciting? Nothing. <laughs> well, come on. You've been doing something. How about you? Well, I'm on vacation this week, if that's something. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Because right. this is this is could be actually be considered the birthday episode because it's Tim's birthday this week. Mm. Yes. How old are you going to be this week? This, how are you going to be? How old are you going to be this week? How old are you going to be this week? <laughs> this week, I'm 59. You're going to be Woo. 59. So you were born in what year? 63? 61. 61. You were, so, you're, so you're 59 with how many years experience? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm 29 with 30 years experience. Oh, you're 29 <laughs> with 30 years experience. That's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 35 with only 26 years experience. <laughs> but that's good. Well, happy birthday, brother. Thank you. That's all. Going to be doing anything special? Nope. Not being at work. That's the greatest. That's very gift special. That's, that's the greatest the, gift. That's ever. the greatest gift ever. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what did I, what did I get you last year for, for, for your birthday? Same thing you got me this year. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you already looked at your gift. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> uh, all right. How about you, Chris? Have you been doing any riding? Today? Matter of fact, I just I just found the, uh, the the thing that Justin gave me last year. He gave me the uh, S100. <laughs> he gave me a bottle oh, of Oh, no, S100. that was that was from him. That was no. me. That was from me. The S100. You gave it to me. You walked in and said, happy yeah, birthday. But, I think but you didn't say that. You took the response. You took so it. So you're you took, took it. You took the gift that I gave to I him. I don't think so. No? Yes, you did. You I don't think so. Actually, I, 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 actually I, I thought I gave it to you. I can't remember. It doesn't he matter. handed it to me. Oh, well, he I'm may going by it. who handed it to me. All right, fine. Yeah, well, All right, fine. You're welcome. You're <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, I just found that. So. Okay, well, good. So, well, so I gotta gift be, that keeps I gotta be different now. I'm gonna have to get you a cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just because? No, he, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> no backdoor man over here has got to get it. What? I'm your backdoor man, baby. So, did you do any riding, Tim? I rode to work today. I'm on vacation <laughs> this week. <laughs> See, I would try to catch him off guard. <laughs> so, how many miles do you got on your bike this week? This week? The last week. Last week. Five? Mm, Ten. No. Do you take the long way home and then it's like three? I got six. You got six? Yes. Wow. I went to the store after work twice. 
Never let it be said that you don't ride your motorcycle. You <laughs> ride your motorcycle. You do. You ride it every single day. I ride it. Don't you, say I'm, I don't. No, you're. I'm. Can't I'm say that's, that's awesome. No, that's fantastic. And when it's raining, my uh, bike is out there getting soaking wet while your guys are in your cars and you're in your nice little warm house. Well, right, you're not riding your bike. I want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. My hey, bike. You don't hey. ride your bike anymore to work, right? Interestingly enough. Interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when I was when I was switching over my license. I was pulling the old stuff out of my wallet. And you found out that you weren't licensed for a motorcycle. <laughs> I found out that my I haven't been registered in three years. What? Your motorcycle isn't registered? Apparently not. So How, I was how like, do you not do that? So You get it in the mail every year. I know. So what, what, the only thing I'm, I can figure happened is back in 2017, uh, they send it to you. And I must have been like, oh, I got a couple months and then just forgot. And then once you don't do it one year, they don't send it to you again because they assume you don't have it anymore. Ah, so then the following years, I never got anything. And since I wasn't getting anything, I wasn't thinking about it. And I never checked my registration. Gee, a and motorcycle I still rider that doesn't have his bike registered, that's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, shit, I'm like, I guess I haven't registered this thing since 2017. So I submitted it. Um, but with the DMV being all whacked out the way that it is, I, who knows? No, I, I got my li- I got my I put it, sent my license by uh, mail, and I got my registration for my motorcycle. Yeah. And about two months ago, I got it, mm. and I, it's still on my table. <laughs> I still haven't put it in the bike. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, how about that? So, Chris, have you been doing any riding? I've been doing riding. Yeah. Good, good. You're yawning. Why don't? Mm. You're, uh, you're tired from riding. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Anything good? No. Not just same old shit? Yeah, same old uh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's same good. Same old shit. I never went anywhere where I thought I was going to go. Mm-hmm. How about you, Justin? Been doing any riding? Not really. No. I've been doing my Because schedule. your bike's not registered, well, right? Well, <laughs> my, my schedule's been crazy. Yeah. Um, Did you work 4th of July? What? I worked 4th of that. July, but I also, <laughs> I got, uh, I officially got the keys to my condo. So I basically been going to work and doing all kinds of shit afterwards. And then not sleeping and doing it all over again the next day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Sell any bikes today? I was off today. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Have you sold any bikes? Yeah, I sold tons. We've been slammed. Saturday. Yeah. We've been slammed busy. You know, the funny thing is, I was in uh, Harley Davidson of Ocean County on Friday, and their floor is like nearly empty. How how dealerships? Period are decimated. Their inventory is decimated. People have been buying bikes, like. They just came out, like that. Like they're like this whole totally brand new concept. How's your, how's your floor looking? I have. Well, I was there. Uh, like I have two weeks twelve ago. used bikes. Yeah, there's like nothing up there. I, I remember it on the second floor. It used we to normally be have like hundred and fifty. I have twelve. So all your used bikes have been. Everybody's been sold. It's just crazy. Well, and new, even new bikes. Like we, some of them are sold before they even physically get there. But then it's like they they come in, we prep them. The shop wheels it over for us to put it on the floor before we even get it inside. Somebody's like, I'll take that one. Damn. Wow, you get a lot of commission now. It's been busy. That's great. He's loaded. No one's buying condos. And yeah, look at this. Mr. Moneybag's over here mm-hmm. buying new trucks and condos. And and, uh, wow, that truck was. place up in Really? Wow. Yeah, wow, we got to see. How about that? Well, all he needs now is a yacht. Right. A yacht. A yacht. A so uh, we have here on the table in front of us the uh, latest American Iron magazine, which there is an article that I wrote in there. Uh, I'm a contributing writer, so if, uh, I'm not going to read it. 
to you. Have <laughs> story you time. With <laughs> story time. Have you got any uh, feedback from our Not movie? yet. We have to wait for the July, uh, for the next episode, the episode, the next article, uh, issue to come out where people blast what I have to say. But that's okay. Uh, oh, really? And there did, might be another one coming out. There might be another one coming. I'm not sure. Did uh, they, uh, are in matter No, they like it. Yeah. I, I read it. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good article. I like it. I thought it was well done. Thank you. Yeah, it was not bad for you guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. You forget Hooters, right? <laughs> right. So, so come on. Now you can throw it under your belt next time you go there. Now you can say I'm also a published writer. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Right. Something you else know what? Your credit. Let me show you my article. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so um, you want to get, well, I guess we're going to get into some show stuff. Uh, go. Before, because there's going to be an interesting thing happen. A couple of things. We had, this is what we got going on tonight. We're going to do a, a, a review of the Harley Davidson Livewire, and uh, we're going to, of course, we're going to do our motorcycle men geography lesson, and then we're also going to do our history of Harley Davidson part four. Nice. All right. And uh, very good. Uh, first out of the gate, we got the, there's a, a Chinese made Harley Davidson 350 model going to be uh, released here soon. Released uh, here? It's yeah, uh, no, no, no. This is gonna be over uh, only over in Asia. Here. No, no, this, there it is, right there. The Chinese made. Yes, a Harley Davidson new small placement model Asian for the Asian market. It's the HD three three eight. Oh, did it call it the Wuhan three fifty? <laughs> the Wuhan V twin. Um, <laughs> it's a being, Corona bike. It's being produced by. It's being produced by Quan Zhang, and it's uh, it's being. The come uh, of young boy. <laughs> Initially, Harley said it would be a 250 to a 500 uh, motorcycle uh, within two years, but uh, I'm not racially said it's uh, <laughs> it's actually going to be a 338 cc motorcycle, and it's being reversed or released out there in, in, in Asia. Uh, it'll be later in the middle of this year. Nice. And it's going to be released. So there that's you go. cute. They don't have any actual yeah. 353 353 cc. Yeah, they don't have any actual photographs of it as of yet, but we do have. What a, was that? Well. That's a, an artist's rendering of what it is. That's All it right, right there. Well, that so gets that's fine. It's not as ugly as I thought it was going to be. It's a. It basically it's a Chinese motorcycle with a Harley Davidson branding on it. It's a, well, it's kind of like a take on the street too. It's got to be a Charlie kind of, yeah. Charlie Davidson. <laughs> ah, I see what you did oh, that's there. Very clever. Ah, that's very very clever of you. So that's what's happening with that. That's that's a little bit of Harley Davidson news. And then also Kawasaki is going to be releasing their own electric bike. As uh, indicated in the cycle world. Yeah, it. everybody's getting into it now. It's going to be a, a, a production ninja that's going to be coming out. Hmm. That's uh, cute, that's, uh, you know, If you're into that kind of bike, if it looks like that, you know, that's okay. A so, what? Say that again? What are you talking about? It's a Kawasaki. Oh, all right. Decade-long project putting this together for uh, Any specs for Kawasaki. No, nothing. Nothing at all. Go. Uh, no they, they released it. Uh, they showed it at the Eichma show in Milan, and uh, so there you have it. That's their whole thing. Coolio. So that's coming out. And uh, all right. So now, speaking of electric motorcycles, dum 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 dum. Last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I had the opportunity, thanks to the Justin and Rich up at the Bergen Harley Davidson. To take the Harley Davidson Livewire electric motorcycle. <laughs> Why am I getting that? I don't know. Uh, to take to take the Harley Davidson Livewire 
uh, out for the day. And um, this is going to be somewhat of re a review of it. Uh, there's going to be a video on YouTube uh, at another later date. But uh, <laughs> the interesting thing was when they, when they, Rich uh, first brought it out, it was the, it was the black one. Actually, uh, Justin, you wheeled it out. Mm -hmm. um, first impression is that, Chris, the bike is gorgeous. I think it's a great-looking bike, first of all. Wow, he's really selling it. No, oh, I'm telling you, you know, I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> that was, that's actually. Am I gonna have? I, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to do my my own review of this. I don't know. Um, so I got I got a, I got an overview of the display and the different modes and all the controls and how to operate it. There's four modes available. There's road. Sport, of course. There's eco mode, and then there is a rain mode, or a the rain mode is basically it helps it's with your traction control and your ABS. It, you have a reduced throttle response with that, uh, and that's for for rainy conditions so that you don't you know, slip the wheels. Have you thought of it all? Huh? And the road can the road mode is for the best balanced response with throttle and braking and regenerative feature of the bike especially when you're doing highway driving and road. then of course sport mode is going to give you the highest performance and also the highest regenerative braking feature also road mode is also designed to try and mimic as closely to, to, to what a traditional internal combustion engine would feel like which i didn't even experiment with that and then of course the eco mode which gives you not necessarily reduced throttle response but it gives you a normal electric mode and to maximize the range uh, along the bottom of the display, there's a little line that tells you how much power you have in percentage and how, what your current range is based on how you are riding. And then, of course, you, it gives you, on the left-hand side of the display, it'll give you your trip odometer. And you can also set up custom driving modes, A or B custom driving modes, however you want to ride. You can set those up. It's got a USB-C port. Uh, just about be, just behind the display if you want to charge your phone or plug something into wow. it. Um, it's got your standard controls. It also pair with your phone, and by doing so, it'll also give you navigation. Now, one thing I never asked, is it a heavy bike? No. Well, but let's, let's put it this way. Of all of the electric bikes on the market, and batteries I did the, tend to be real heavy. Well, it does, but let, let me tell you. Out of all of the um, electric motorcycles out there now from all the different manufacturers, the Harley-Davidson, with the exception of Brutus electric motorcycles, which I'll show you in a little bit, the Harley-Davidson is the heaviest at 549 pounds. That's still but shit. Wow. So, some of the other bikes are still coming in around 500 pounds. or in, Most of Zero's bikes are coming in the 400-pound range. They have a couple even that are in the 300-pound range. Uh, Lightning motorcycles and Energica's bikes, they're in the mid to upper fours. So they're all around the same. The Harley-Davidson is, is the heaviest. But let me tell you this. The balance of the bike is fantastic. You don't even really feel it because they did very a good, very good thing by putting the heaviest parts of the bike as close to the ground as they could. So you really don't even feel the weight. Wow. It's, it's just amazing. You don't feel the weight. But it's like you're sitting there on a the bike without your hands on the handlebars and just like straddling it with your feet flat you don't feel like the bike is going to fall over on you you just don't cool. it's nice and balanced now i will say this if you have a short inseam it might not be a comfortable ride for you um, or, or you know it might not be 
You're not going to well, flat foot. That, it's got the sport bike high it's, display, it's, it's, right? It's, it's kind of, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not as high as many I've, I've been on, but it's certainly not... It's certainly not cruiser like. It lo- visually, it looks like more. It looks more sport bikey, visually mm-hmm. than it feels when you sit on it. Right, exactly. Now it has a tunable rear suspension where you can adjust it. Now the bike that I took out from Bergen Harley, it was set up a little stiff than than I would have preferred. I thought you were heavier. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Um, the interesting thing about it is now Justin went through everything with me on it, and, and I said, okay. And one of the things that I knew going into this is when you're when you're going to get on an electric bike, you know, one of the things you like to do when you pull up to a traffic light is you got it in neutral, you're going to go brap brap, you're going to like you're going to blip the throttle, right? You don't do that with an electric bike because if you do, it's going to launch on. You're going to take off. It's going to take off and leave you behind. Now, <laughs> I knew that going in. I also knew that, A, there's no clutch, so don't reach for it. So I had the, all these things in my head already. Now, the, when I first got on the bike, ready to go, boom, okay, here we go. The first When you turn the switch on, it tells you lift the kickstand up. It tells you to put the kickstand up. So you do that, and then you press to start, and you hold it for two seconds. The display comes on, and you're ready. That's it. It's ready to go. There's no, you're expecting to hear some, some sort of like a, like a Windows 95 starting up, right? But no, that would be the shit. That, right? would, that would be funny as There's well. There's got to be somebody that can figure out how to like, that would be totally You know what awesome. I mean? Plug like a USB. I have and a talk to it. you, right? <laughs> That's it. it Hello. Should be, a voice should come on and say, welcome to Harley Davidson Live. <laughs> when it, when it like runs that. out of a charge, it goes, done. <laughs> like right? all the windows used to do when the error would come up. Dang. The error sound, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> so the, naturally, you you want to be easy. So I started moving. And the eeriest thing is when you start twisting that throttle, you start moving and there's no noise. Because it doesn't make that Harley-Davidson whine that it produces, which is through the gearing. Because now it, there's, there's an inverse gear that turns the gearing to spin the other way because it's a 90 it's, degrees. Right, it's a, 90 it's a degree. direct shift. Right. right. No. Because the engine's this way, and then it's got to spin this way. So there's a gear in there that turns the power the opposite, the, the different direction. I don't know how. To, I'm not explaining this properly. It's a 90 degree thing, okay? So, but well, that's, I understand that, but there's that, no chain. No, it's belt. It's all belt driven. It's belt, to, it's belt driven. That's yeah. what I want to yeah. know. Now, Harley, that that signature noise that Harley Davidson built that that doesn't really kick in until about 20, 25 miles per hour, right about there. And then when you start getting up around 50 and 60, it really kind of, I don't want to say vanishes, but it's diminished. You don't hear it as much, probably because of wind noise and whatever. But my first reaction was, this is freaking cool because I'm moving and I don't hear anything. Now, uh, It's smooth, too. I will say that. The foot throttle, brake? Foot brake and handbrake, of course. Left hand, right hand brake. Right hand brake. There's nothing on your left hand. Okay. Just a grip okay. and your controls, whatever you like, whatever you want to so do. So you shouldn't have to reach for a clutch. Because no, and I never did. Not once did I reach for a clutch. That's mid controls. It's mid controls. And for let me tell you something. I will say this as far as it goes for the seating position. Um, my my 61 year old knees began to object after a little while, but that is from years of mountain biking and cycling and. Doing tile That's and doing all kinds. Of You're stuff. sitting on it like a sport bike, so yes, it, it is sitting on it like a sports bike. But again, also to keep in mind is I'm six feet tall and I got a I got a 48 inch inseam, so you know I got I'm all legs. So for me to 
curl up my legs like that. It was interesting. But um, I like the throttle response was smooth, very smooth. It wasn't herky jerky or nothing. And one of the best features I really super enjoyed was I during that uh, now the ride that I did when I um, did with you guys that in was out for four hours and I only hit my brakes once. I only used my brakes once. And that's because the regenerative feature, when you throttle back, it slows you down like that. You, thr- you slow down very quickly. So because of that, pulling up the traffic lights or intersections, I didn't have to use the brakes. Well, and you can't stall. You know, you can't. That's what's so cool about it. You just, and it's not even coasting. You're not even coasting, really, because it's sending power back to the battery. I like to see that thing out for a whole day. Well, I'll, I'll get more to that in a second. Uh, I, at first, I thought I had a little problem with, okay, as you know, Justin, you even said it, the stock hand grips that are on there, they are horrible. The, the hand grips are just, they're, they're, not, they're not comfortable at all. They might as well be pencils for me. That's what I thought. But uh, one of the things that I had a problem with at the very beginning was the location of my thumbs versus where the turn signals were. I felt like I had to stretch my thumbs up a little bit more. And at first that bothered me, but as I was riding a little more, I became used to it, and it didn't even wasn't even a second thought. Um, my only other, if I ha- if I had a complaint, the only complaint that I would have is that the the rear the mirrors, they I think they either need to have taller stems or they need to be underneath, because I had to move my elbows either way, either tuck them in or lift them up so I could see behind me, because basically where the mirrors were, I saw my arms. That could just be because of your height. You get, right, exactly. Um, the seat wasn't that bad. I, I thought the seat was pretty good. Uh, toward the end of the ride, I started feeling a little uncomfortable, but it's only because it was starting to get hot, and I was starting to sweat. <laughs> so I was probably getting a lot. Well, and you were geared up. I was geared up. You were in, like, leather jacket, full uh, face I, jeans. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I was at Gat, man. I, I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the bike responded beautifully, and uh, I, I, I kept it in eco mode because I wanted to see how far I could go on that one charge. I left there with 99%, and at one point, the range finder, the, the range finder, <laughs> the range indicator said I had 121 miles, and then at another point, it said I had 47-mile range. But it, that, of course, depends upon how fast you're going. You know, what the conditions are, if you're going uphill or downhill, or if you're just maintaining. I found that when I was between 25 and 30 miles per hour, th- my range was like skyrocketing because I was maintaining a nice, easy pace. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got on the highway, when I got on uh, Route 287, uh, I did, I'll say, well, let's see what this thing can do. And you can go very fast, very fast. Just, and that's in eco mode where it's dumbed and that's down. That's in eco mode, right? Now, if you'd put it in sport mode, it would have been twice as fast as that, right? And I know that. And the thing is, it, I would love it, to get some of my friends that ride sport bikes and have them test that and see if it. So we had a guy. If it's ninja fast. We had a guy who basically did the same thing that Ted did, where yeah. he basically took it for the day. And this is a guy that, I guess, on his YouTube channel. Um, Reviews sport bikes. Okay. Oh, he does. And so he, he came he back and he was like, "Holy shit, that thing's fucking bananas." He was really? like, "That thing is so much wow. fun." Yeah. 
And now he obviously had it in sport mode. Yeah, and the thing, again, my my purpose of, of my my rides on this bike was I wanted to see because range seems to be the bitch that everybody has with the, with any electric bike. Of course, how far can this damn thing go? Well, because that's even, the bitch. Even though people don't know exactly how fast they can be, people know enough about electric technology to know that they can be fast. So, like anybody who's ever driven yeah. a Tesla or knows anybody who's ever driven a Tesla has heard, yeah, they the power. It's crazy. So that that's not really people may not know exactly until they experience it. Yeah. But exactly. it, it doesn't seem that that's what's in question. Right. Now the, the range because like I said the range just seems to be the issue because look at it this way. How long Chris? How long is your usual ride? If you go out do your round valley run, round trip out and back, how many miles are you doing? 80. That's a round trip. It's 52 Carry miles. Carry to 2 minus the 6. <laughs> About 102 miles, 103 miles okay. round trip. All right. Now, I'll help you with that in a second. Will you, how your usual ride when you go out? Yeah, that varies. It really does. All right. And, Tim, for you, my God. Six, seven miles. Right. See, now, <laughs> you shouldn't have, should have to charge your bike he once a year. To, he wouldn't have to drive. Exactly. He could ride this bike, my God, forever. Now, my usual ride, when I do that Pine Barrens route that we did that time, that ride from my house and all the way back, that loop is 119 miles. Okay. If I leave from the Harley-Davidson dealer uh, where I did, because I'll tell you best again, it's a little shorter, of course. Now, if you're, if you're just the kind of person who does, goes out on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever and does 80 miles, you can easily do that on the live wire. And your, cost of, uh, your operating cost of this vehicle, of the live wire, is going to be significantly less over time than it would be for a standard internal combustion engine. Amazing. There's basically no maintenance. There's no maintenance, but not only that, and I'll I'll get to the charge costs in a second. Uh, Thanks to uh, ChargePoint, and there's, there's several other different apps that are available out there that will tell you where there are charging stations around the globe. It's not like it was five or six years ago. Five or six years ago, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything near where you are. Now, they're dotted all over the country. It's crazy when you look it up. Let me tell you something. Just when I was riding from where you, from up by Bergen, there were, I think, 16 locations that I could have gone to. And each one of these locations has one, two, four, or six, eight, or ten number of charge ports that you could use. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get on the interstates, for example, any one of these, especially at the Tesla stations, if you find a Tesla charge location, they'll have 16 to 32 charge points that you can, can you use. use that. Yes. It's all the same. It's a level three charge. None of the chargers are different. So it's, it's it, think about it like so a USB. So they made it universal. Yeah, basically. think about it like That's a USB. Well, you have to. That'd yeah. be smart. Yeah. You'd be dumb if you didn't. Right, well, exactly. you never know these days. You like know, like Apple wants to be different. Right. Yeah, See, but you can't not, in that situation because you're yeah. traveling. Right. Yeah. It's it's Right. They didn't make a proprietary system like Apple did. Like, this is our machine. This is what you have to use. They, it was good this way. But getting into the the details of the ride at one point on the ride from Bergen, well, when you plug when you plug it in that way it charges very quick right one hour no it's it's, it's uh, 45 minutes to 80 percent 40 i thought wow. it was 40 minutes to 80 percent 40 minutes to 80 percent and uh and one hour to 100 wow. percent that's, that's quick and then the other thing is well since we're going to talk about charging right now um if you're plugging if you're going to plug it into a standard household outlet it's eight hours and it's fully charged what people don't know is 
that say, for example, you go visit mom, you're going to spend a couple hours there, but you, you know that you, you, know, you were a little low on charge anyway, you can still plug it into that 110 and know that for every hour you're charging that motorcycle, it gives you 13 more miles of range. What about weight? We already talked about that. No. Were, you, were you sleeping? No, no. He's, he's talking, talking about, about passenger, passenger weight. Oh, see, that's just, again, more weight you add to it, it's going to reduce your range. But there is no statistics on that. Not only that, but on the LiveWire, although there is a passenger pillion there seat, I, I, I wouldn't. It, it might. I mean, there's no, passenger pegs. You could. Sports bike, but I see, I see sports bike doing that all the time. I see people double riding. Uh, yeah, I know. You constantly. can. You could. I don't know that I would want. I think, I think really. Yeah, I, I think the LiveWire is more of a solo bike, personally. That's why. But anyway, at one point during this ride, I rolled up on uh, 12 uh, touring bikes, Harleys, cruising up Skyline Drive there. And I don't know that they knew I was there. Because I was until you dusted them. <laughs> at one point, I was on I was on one of the highways, and there was a a guy in it on a um, on a road king, and he was in the, he was in the middle lane, and I pulled up behind him, and I don't know that he saw me or not, but then when the lane opened up to the left, I said, "Okay, let's see." <laughs> I shot past him, like like he was standing still, and uh, in a previous episode, we were talking about triple digit riding. I, I did. I did manage triple digits. Nice, and better have in like that snap of a finger. Better have you know. And it's I crazy said, how fast that happens. It it was. I, I I'm not gonna say how. I don't know how what the distance was that by I the achieved time that. you hit the throttle and look down to see how fast you're, you're going. There. You're already doing 100. You're, you're already there. So I backed off real quick, but you know, uh, it, I I I came back off of that ride and I did not want to stop. I finished, I did 86 miles. Gives you an idea of the range. I did. I was out for four and a half hours. I took it out at 9.30 and I came back at 1.30. What was, what, uh, how much was left in the battery? I went out for four, okay, four hours. I did 86 miles and I came back with 27% left. And the range said 25 miles left. It, that's what it said there. I could have gone an additional 25 miles. Wow. That's... So, so the question is, is what what's the battery life on these batteries? It's a five-year warranty on the battery, I believe. Yeah, but they're, the battery is supposed to last fairly. As long as you charge it correctly, Yes. they're supposed to be a pretty long and well, what, what do you say correctly? What do you say incorrectly? Well, Harley-Davidson recommends that you do a household 110 outlet when you're charging. That's what they recommend. Why? Because that's you the best. You want a slow charge. Slow that's, chargers are better for batteries, yes. period. Yes. Than fast charges. Yep. Uh, yeah, it I can see that. Battery, it heats up the battery too fast. My iPhone 11 does that now. They have that. It has a built-in slow charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the uh, I forget what I forget exactly what it is. I should know this. But it's something for like for every like three uh, fast charges, you need to do a slow, or every four, you need to do a slow. Yeah. Something like I forget what it is because it's like they know obviously if you're out like say you wanted to ride it from here to Ohio. You know how often you're going to have the opportunity to plug it into a regular 110, but right. they don't want it to just all be fast charges. Exactly right. And uh, I was, I was, I, 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 I know I was captivated by the bike. Is that I, I was thinking about it the entire week. He, you should have seen him when he came back. 
when he came back, he was like, I don't want to give it back. <laughs> it was like. In fact, so much so that when I left the dealer, I left, when I left Bergen Harley-Davidson on my own motorcycle, I went an additional 10 miles towards home. I got to the Nutley area, and I'm like, oh, crap, I still have the live wire key in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I had to turn around and go back. How, how far? You went by Nutley? I was by Nutley, yeah. It was, that's ten, it was 10 miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, crap. But uh, I, I cannot say enough good things about it. Now... Because I felt I did not have enough time on the bike, I contacted Chris down at Harley-Davidson of Ocean County, and he let me take the Har- uh, take out the live wire again this past Friday on July 3rd. And that ride, again, w- it wasn't a spirited ride. I did the Pine Barrens Loop that you and I did, with the exception that on the way back, I meandered a little bit more to take other roads that I haven't taken before to add more add more length, if I will say the, that word, to the ride. Because, again, I left from Harley-Davidson Motion County, which is shy of where I live, and I went all the way back there. Um, on Now, this was entirely all back roads. There was nothing highway about this. I did not exceed... At any point, did I exceed 55 miles per hour? I was in 55 or less. Wink, wink. No, seriously. No, that was uh, that's serious because what's cool about it, it's, of course, it's got cruise control, which is very easy to set. And once you see it, you can set that to 55 or whatever the speed limit is, and it will hold it beautifully. No variation, no nothing. It was perfect. So <laughs> I, I went out, and I'm doing a ride, and I'm coming back. And I said, I want to maximize this battery life as far as I possibly can. As far as I can. Now, when I got to a point where I wasn't sweating it at all, but I did get to a point where I said to myself, I see the range, I see the percentage left, and then I say, I really don't know how far from the dealership I am. Mm. And I knew where the charge, there was a charge station. The charge station, at the point when I realized that, the charge station was the same distance from where I was as the Harley dealer. Mm. So I wasn't sure. So I said, I got no choice unless I pull. And the thing is, what, what, what I realized, I thought, well, maybe what if I just, I stopped somewhere and asked if I could use the plug. He didn't give me the key for the seat. It's the same key. I didn't. He didn't give me a key. I didn't have a key for the bike. I left the shop there without a key for the bike, so I couldn't have charged it even if I wanted to with a standard household outlet hmm. because I couldn't. I right, because I showed you how the seat right, went down. Right, because you have to, um, you have to lift the seat up, and there's the plug cables. He couldn't do it. I couldn't have done it. But I was... It got to the point where the charge level, my percentage was down to 10%, and I had 15 miles of range left. You see, that would happen to me with something like that. And I did not know how far away. I, I, I was guessing that I was like 10 or 12 miles away. When I got back to the dealership, I had 8% left, and I only had 7 miles of range left. I had What's done. What's the max uh, range on that again? But wait, I'm not done. For that day, for that one ride, I had 109 miles on that one charge. Okay, so you're not you're not going to pull like the miles that we can do on our bikes on that bike. 
Well, like I said, for 109 miles for a single charge, I was, I was quite impressed. I was impressed with that. I was very happy with that effect. And now, again, think about it. If you take that bike out and you, you know you're going to do at least 150 miles, is it safe to say you're going to do 150 miles, what's to say you don't stop someplace f- uh, at a charge station for 40 minutes and just get it up to 80% again and just keep going? Mm-hmm. So the question is, is when you go to a charging station, how is it charging? It charges you. I, I don't know exactly the means or the method that well, they should have done that so we well, had an answer. It's, but it's, I will tell you this. To charge a the Harley. price per minute. Right, price per minute. Okay, there you go. For if you charge it now again. Now, wait, wait. You said per minute, per minute of charging or per minute of per minute time of you're gonna get. No. Okay. So like you can put in, you, you scan your credit card and you can do 20 minutes worth of charging. You can do right. 30 minutes worth of charging. And so say like for argument's sake, say it's like a dollar 13 a minute. Well, I just well actually up an number, uh, the, the the information that I got was to charge the Harley Davidson live wire. Uh, it'll cost you about. It'll cost you less than two dollars. Over an eight-hour period on a standard household outlet, depending upon what your electric company charges you per kilowatt hour, it'll average cost you a dollar ninety-one to charge your live wire for eight hours. At home, that, well, I'm talking about a charge station. station. It'll be more than that. Be a little bit so, more than that. Just what a little mean bit. A little bit. So you're gonna. You're I, I looked this up dollars? a while ago. I don't remember what charge point charges per minute, but I, I want to say it was like. I don't remember now. How does that work? With a credit card or something? Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, just like a, a gas yeah. pump. But it, will co- it costs you less than a standard internal combustion engine, of course. Now, if Especially we, when you factor in maintenance. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about um, interesting things. Oh, my God. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh, a gentleman, uh, Diego uh, Cardenas. And this is an article that just came out from Harley Davidson. He wanted he this is he's a Harley he's a live wire owner and he wanted to celebrate his 50th birthday by riding from the Mexican border to the Canadian border on his live wire and he did that. Nice. So so it's it's a trip like that is possible. Uh Diego is going to be a guest on the show next week. So I will have an interview and you get to hear all yeah, about ask it. Ask him like some parts how fast he was going. I will and ask how, him. how often he had to stop and charge. And how much did the uh, charging cost vary? Right. Again, did, that's did every be... one of them are exactly the same or is it vary? Uh, charge point has a set fee. Now, charge point is, uh, charge point is uh, I, I don't Let's know that they're global. how much it cost him for yeah. the whole trip. I, I will. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to ask him all those questions. But. Again, getting into the things like, uh, you know, how much it's going to cost you to operate just the, the live wire. It's, it's pennies compared to how much it would cost you to operate your regular bike. Of course, you got tire maintenance, brake maintenance, and things like that, and brake, brake fluid and things. But there's no oil. There's no, no transmission fluid. Nothing like that. You don't, you don't have that. It's, it's Interesting. Now, the big bitch that everybody has also they're going to throw out is the price. Now the Harley Davidson Live Wire is at twenty nine thousand seven ninety nine. Yeah, I've seen them on sale for twenty seven. It is the most expensive one out there right now. Your um, your Energica it'll come in at twenty three thousand. The Zero SRS comes in at twenty one, and so one of the other zeros comes in at just like you know fifteen eight thousand dollars. Well, to give us to give us a four test, you should go try all those other ones too. I am I'm trying I'm trying to arrange to get a a, a zero test ride. To do the same thing. No, thanks. I'll just buy a new you know. Now, the thing to keep, uh, 
there's a one there's a stigma that the Harley Davidson Livewire has, and that's the fact that it's a Harley Davidson. That's the main stigma. Well, that's because it's something new for them. Well, it's not. They're see, not known for that. Well, They're not right. Known for the but the thing is, it, what people got to remember is, uh, while Zero has nine models, Energica has three models. Um, Lightning has two models. But the thing is, this is Harley Davidson's only model, and this is their first foray into it. Now, Zero is the industry leader in this. And there's no question about that. They are the industry leader in the electric bikes. Um, now, people are going to bitch about again. You know, oh, it's it's a Harley Davidson. Yeah, well. That's my preference. You know, you have to you have preferential buying, and then you have economical buying. Well, the economics well, will tell if, you. If just, people out there do honest reviewing, yeah. instead of just uh, you know shitting on it because it's a Harley Davidson, right. because they don't like Harley, right? Then fuck them people. Right. I mean, now, if the they're going to be honest about it. Yeah. And say like, oh wow, they really like the bike. It's fucking amazing. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Right. Well, one of the guys that's that, what they feel about it. Well, one of the guys I can't remember who it was at Bergen Harley. He said one of the things he said to me was, "People just need to try it, and then they're going to find All out right, that they like it." Hit the button again. Hit the button again. Okay, maybe not. So. Um, look, you're going to go out and spend $35,000 on a truck. You're going to spend $44,000 on a truck because this is what, you know, let's this way. You can get a, you can get a Toyota uh, Tacoma for thirty three grand, or you can go get yourself a Brandy Spankin' new F-150 for $44,000. And you're going to say, well, I want the F-150 because that's what I like. And you're going to spend that money. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing when it comes to this. You know, you could... Hey, look! I know I can go buy a Les Paul for twenty five hundred bucks, but you know what? Uh, an Epiphone Les Paul for five ninety nine is the same damn thing. But you know what? Gibson sells a crap load of Les Pauls for twenty five hundred dollars. Yep, that they do. You know, and it doesn't mean that these other bikes, uh, other guitars, or other equipment is less quality. It just means they're just cheaper. That's it. So when it comes to the Livewire at twenty nine k. I don't give a shit. If I didn't have a Jeep payment, I would buy one. And that's just it. I, I love the bike. A cheap payment. You're right. I love the bike. I think it's fantastic. And I, I and now, right now, as of right now, Holly Davidson doesn't have a lot of accessories for it. They have some carbon fiber accessories you can add for uh, the well, like a windscreen kind of a thing. And also for a little piece that goes in the back. You can know, foot pegs, hand grips, and all that stuff like that. And I sure, I'm sure over over time they will introduce more accessories for the bike, you know. But I I think it's fantastic if you have the opportunity to take the bike for a ride, do it. Look out! You know. <laughs> and listen, not not for anything, but a lot of the other electric bikes are producing a crap ton of torque. I mean, we're talking torque over a hundred, right? Horsepower in the 150 range. But even though the Livewire is only coming in at 89 foot-pounds of torque, you know, and this thing goes from 0 to 60 in 3.3. The Lightning can go for, the Lightning can go, the Lightning motorcycle can go 0 to 60 in 2.2 seconds. How freaking fast do you need to go? <laughs> that fast. That fast. Make yourself throw up. You know, 2.2 seconds to 60 or 3.3 seconds, it's, you're talking a second. Look out! 
Is that going to change your life that much? It's look. Livewire is a fantastic motorcycle. Go try one. Take it for a ride. And I'm sure you'll be impressed. You know, that's I, it. I, I've yet to see anybody test ride one that didn't come back like, holy shit. There's not been a single guy that's test ridden one that came back and was like, eh, it was all right. Or it wasn't what I was expecting. There's not been... It's like, it's like you know what? The, the, the closest thing I can compare it to is like... Think about everybody's reaction when they get off a roller coaster at Six Flags. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That you're just like, fuck, that was cool. I want to do it again. Right. You know what I mean? That's what everybody's been reaction's been when when they uh, come That's back. Right. They're just amped. They're like, holy shit. I, I never in my wildest dreams would have expected that that's what this thing's like. It's a great bike. It really is a fantastic motorcycle. I just, like I said, I can't say enough about it. It's just wonderful. It really is a wonderful bike. So if you get the opportunity, please, I'm telling you, get out there and ride one, and you will be pleasantly surprised. Let's do some bin it. Do some bin it. <laughs> uh, Scorpion EXO has been dedicated to offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value, and they ensure that each and every Scorpion EXO helmet and garment will surpass user expectations. So to learn more, go to scorpionusa.com. And whether you're for riding a sport bike, a scooter, off-road bike, dual sport, a cruiser, or even a Harley-Davidson Livewire, Shinko has a tire to suit your needs and riding style without breaking your bank account. So if it's time for tires for your bike, what do you do, Tim? Dinko Shinko. Hey, he got it right! It. Go on over to Shinko Tire USA and tell them the motorcycle man sent you. Now... Every <laughs> Everybody knows I love that gear from our sponsors over at Tobacco Motorwear. And Tobacco is known for making the best-looking riding jeans in the world. They have multiple fits and styles of protective jeans for men and women. So you can find something that matches your style. And you've heard me say it before, I love my California riding shirt and my tobacco riding jeans. And I wear them every ride. I just won't ride without them. Tobaccos are made to last and they're also made right here in the USA. So go to TobaccoMotorWear.com. That's TobaccoMotorWear.com. And our listeners will get, guess what they'll get, Tim? Stuff. They'll get 10% off when they use that coupon code MOTOMAN. That's what I said. Your safety is worth it. So go ahead and get yourself some Tobacco Motorwear jeans. And wild-ass seat cushions are recommended for motorcycle riders who would like to a reduction of painful pressure points and back pain. You want increased blood circulation, reduced vibration, shock absorptions, heat and moisture reduction, and greater overall seat comfort while riding your motorcycle, then you go to wild-assseats.com. I have one. I got one, too, and I love that, baby. And get yourself a cushion today. Your ass will thank you. That's wild-assseats.com. <laughs> and if you buy a wild ass seat cushion, Craig will go over and wash your car. So, <laughs> and the Motorcycle Men Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Bleed Cancer Foundation. 
If you want to help and be part of something that actually makes a difference, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will be in the show notes. And, of course, the Gold Star Rad Foundation, helping families of fallen soldiers and making a difference in the lives of those left behind. If you would like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarrad.org and learn how you can participate in next Gold Star Ride. Hey, look, if you want a Motorcycle Men t-shirt, you go to our website and you can get them. They're coming from Great Plains Apparel. They're producing for us long sleeve tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, short sleeve tees, and polo shirts, all with the Motorcycle Men logo on the front and on the back. You get a little bit about the podcast and all that stuff like that. So go on over there and get yourself a T-shirt. If you buy one, I will send you shit from my top drawer on my desk. Oh, all right. And that's it for the business. Awesome. So I got an email. Did you? Uh-oh, I did. Got an email from a, a listener, Uh-oh. and I was pleasantly surprised. I, I it really. Was not, it was good. It was good email. I like wow. this. This came from uh, Tin Man. Hey, Tin Man. Tin Man is over in Scotland, South Ayrshire. Uh, Ayrshire, Scotland. Nice. Just responding to the latest episode regarding listener in Lagillipede and the stunning county in the stunning county of Argyll and Butte. I live south of there. Now, if you recall, one of our listeners in the geography lesson last time was from La Gillipede, Argyle, and Butte. So he says he lives just south of there. And I'll tell you, if you ever want amazing roads and beautiful Scottish scenery, get your ass up there. Google Street View that shit if you can. It's very close to Fast Lane Nuclear Submarine Base. Anyway, keep up the great work. Well, keep up whatever it is you call it. <laughs> Stay safe, bros. That sounds about right. That's about right. So thanks for Tin Man. Hey, We're thanks, gonna, Tin Man. Tin awesome. Man's going to be getting a T-shirt, and he's going to be getting some shit from my top drawer on my desk. So. Nice. That's good, yeah. And uh, Augie Bender, one of our listeners, he went off and did a uh, a uh, he did an iron butt ride. He wanted us to follow, but I think he did that already. So, congrats, Augie, on, on doing that. That's awesome. Uh, you know what I think we need to do right now? It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the motorcycle men geography lesson. Uh oh. All right. Uh, North America leads the downloads with 84%. Europe at 10%, and Oceania, which is uh, the uh, Southeast Asia, there with uh, Australia and New Zealand at 1%. Uh, the USA with 79% in North America. The UK, Canada, Australia, and Sweden round on top five. Domestically, the top city with downloads. Get a load of this. San Francisco is the top city with downloads. Internationally, Sydney, New South Wales. If you guys want to know where that is. I think everybody knows where Sydney is, right? Yeah, maybe. Sydney, New South Wales. There you are. It's a way, way freaking down there. Noise. Way down there. That's where it is. Australia. To us. Yeah. That's the end. Uh, okay, now getting this. Our hosts from Coho's are still with us. Our one listener in Coho's, New York, is still checking. If you want to know where Coho's, it is right there on the Hudson River, just north of Albany. That's, that's by you, isn't it? Co-host. Well, that's an hour east of where I'm at my place is. Right? And uh, riding out there. And our friends from Zimbabwe are back. Yay! Yay. But now, now, now we have complete. two listeners from Zimbabwe. All so, right. Welcome so, back. So we missed you. Our previous listener brought a friend. Good. Wait, so, thank you. We love you. Right thank there you. Uh, next to Mozambique and Botswana and Zambia, we are hey, in Zimbabwe. If you guys, when you guys hear this, send us a picture. Send Yes. Write yeah. motorcycle men on a piece of paper or something and send us a picture of you. 
please. Well, either that or, or, it's, or email please. us. You obviously have email. So you can email us, and we'll uh, we'll get to that. The International Incident Award goes to our friends in Armenia. <laughs> Armenia. We have, they were the bottom of the barrel, one listener in Armenia. So if you live in hey, Armenia. that's okay. And you, if you live in Armenia and you're listening to our show. Armenia is going to have a friend. You are the guy. Or gal. No matter. Nice. And, um, yeah. And guess what? Sticking it where the sun don't shine is our good friend down there in the South Sandwich Islands. <laughs> I found the location of where they co- where it comes from. There it is, right there, the Gritviken Whaling Station. Oh nice. wow, that's where that's located. Gritviken. There you go. See, there's a nice picture of it there. And, and if you want to see how barren it is. <laughs> It is very. I'll, I'll put a link to this, but this is it here. This is this is the Gritvigan uh, whaling station, down in uh, the South Sandwich Islands, where there's a lot of rusty shit laying around. Holy so. shit! Look at that chain. <laughs> That's enormous, dude. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, there. It's it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. You ain't kidding me. It must be beautiful land around here, though. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I, and where I, is that? This this is in the South Sandwich Islands, and if you want to see where that is. Let's go to the map, and we'll zoom out. We're zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, still zooming out, and look out on the globe, way down here. Wow. It's uh, several, it's not too far from the South Pole. Let's just, <laughs> Holy so, uh, so they're sticking with us. That's good. So if you're down here in South Sandwich Islands, and you hear this, thanks for listening, and where did you ride today? Yeah right. What what can we can we do a, a podcast from the Sandwich Islands? I would love yes. to do a podcast from there. Can we do how a podcast? original would that be? You know what's cool is that there. They, here's here's what's interesting about this. When I looked it up, when I looked up this South Sandwich Islands thing, and I have to I have to ask myself is like how is this possible? But there is a museum there, the South Georgia Museum, in. Gritvigan. And it's a museum on what civilization looks like. But and if there's and if there's the museum is there, who the hell is visiting this museum? They got they got like uh, small replicas of skyscrapers and towns. I guess you know because there's there's the, it's the whaling station is the ships pull into there the, at King Edgar Point, that's where they pull in. Wow, that's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. Nice. Way the hell down there. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. What's the population? I don't, that I don't know. We can probably look it up. Gritvigan? I don't know. Right now it's uh, right now it's partly cloudy and 18 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so clearly not a warm area. No, 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 no. Probably no, didn't no. ride too far. No, probably not. I mean, it looks like the, it looks like from the boat dock to the uh, the whaling station. 18 it's, degrees. It's probably about uh, half a mile. So, All right, wow. that's pretty interesting. And. Um, the Sultan Swing Award goes to Brunei. Wow. Brunei. Now, interesting story about Brunei. You want, you want to hear an interesting story about Brunei? I can tell you about the interesting story about the Sultan of Brunei. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of the Sultan of Brunei? From you, yes. Okay. Uh, many years ago, I used to draw caricatures. And I would get hired uh, for parties or whatever to draw caricatures. And I, I, was, I was working with Paul Veneer, our friend Paul Veneer, remember? And uh, this guy, I would go around in the audience at comedy clubs and I would draw caricatures. And this guy comes up to me, this Asian fellow. He goes, I wonder if I could hire you to, I said, sure, yeah, just tell me what you want. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a call. Here's my card, but I'll call you. Yeah. 
So he calls me about three or four weeks later, and he goes, yes, I remember, because well, I want to hire you for this party on this date. And I'm like, ah, I can't. I'm already, I'm already booked for that day. He goes, I'll double it. I'll double the price, and I'll hire you for that. At the time, for like a two-hour party, I'd get $125 for a two-hour party. Okay. So he says he was going to pay me $250. I said, I, like, I really, I'm really obligated to this. I'll tell you what. I will quadruple. I'll give you $500 to do this show, to do this party. I'm like, well, okay. So <laughs> let me call up this other guy, and I canceled. And so I went there. I drove to New York. It was in New York City. And I said, well, what kind of, what kind of event? He goes, it's, it's a birthday party. So I'm thinking like, oh, okay, you know, 20, 20 people, maybe 20, whatever. Oh, it's fine. So I, I meet, me at the, uh, meet me at this hotel. So I go to this hotel. Super posh. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it was a uh, super posh place. You know, people walking around in three-piece suits and dressed to the nines, man. And I walk into the front desk, and I told the lady at the front desk who I was. And she goes, oh, oh okay, okay. So hang on. So he comes out from be, back from wherever, and he's wearing this white three-piece suit, all decked out. And there's two rather large refrigerator-sized Asian gentlemen with him. And they were wearing three-piece suits also that were bulging in places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he goes, just, all right, all right glad, glad you're here. Follow me. Actually, he said, follow us. So we went through these doors, and then we went to the table. He goes, please put your bag down, and they have to frisk me. So they frisk me, and they search everything. He says, okay, great, now come with us. And we go into this elevator, and I have these two big dudes on either side of me, and I have him in front of me, and he's talking to me, telling me what's going on. He goes, okay, this is a party for a very special person. I said, and there are, there are 300 guests. And I'm like, I probably... I don't know how much time do I got. He goes, you take your time. You you're, like, to- I don't, you're like, I don't know if I have that much chalk. And he goes, you don't have to draw everybody. Just do like you do in the comedy clubs. Just go around and just, just sketch people. That's what you have to do. Okay, fine. All right. So we get up to the top, and then there's lots of very large Asian men, you know, wearing suits, walking around hurriedly, and then there's all kinds of wait staff running in and out of all these rooms like crazy. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Right. So he goes... He goes, all right, you just wait in here. So I go in, and I said, wait a minute, listen, what, what, what is this for? He goes, all right. And he pulls me off to the side. He goes, have you heard of the Sultan of Brunei? I'm like, well, yes, who hasn't? And he goes, well, him and his wife are coming here, and we want you to draw pictures. It's her birthday. I'm like, really? <laughs> now now he said, says characters, make sure you don't do anything that might be And I said, off. now you do know what I, what, when you've seen my caricatures, you know what I'm doing. And I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. She goes, no, 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 no. She's got a very good sense of humor. It's okay. Okay. So I'm fine. So mind you. <laughs> Husband does. I said, <laughs> now mind you, yeah. the, the Sultan of Brunei that is currently in power has been in power for 29 years. And he's still in power today. Uh, she's not his wife anymore, but <laughs> but anyway, because of a certain caricature, I, have. <laughs> I was just gonna say. So I see that now. <laughs> so anyway, so and I said, okay, well, um, what time is it? Well, the party starts at eight. It's only six. So have yourself some food. And there was you could eat yourself stupid. There was food coming in and out of this room constantly. So and there's all these bodyguards around. So and I'm and I'm hanging out there. So eight o'clock is here, and. He comes in. He goes, okay, there's been a delay. They're not quite here yet, so the party's been pushed back a little bit. 8.30 comes, 9 o'clock. Okay, they just arrived. Well, they just arrived, but he's not here. It's just, it's just the, the, the wife. Like, it's just her. It's okay. So the party's going to start shortly. Take your time. Meanwhile, all this time, I'm drawing caricatures of all the bodyguards, not making sure I don't piss them off. 
because they, you know, they're packing. <laughs> yeah. Did any so, of them laugh? Smile? Oh, they're 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 having a blast. I mean, I was I must have drew about thirty characters just waiting for these guys. And then till ten o'clock rolls around. Now, mind you, three hundred people are waiting for this woman to come out. Because and, and all of a sudden, everybody empties out of the room. I'm in this room. You know, it plays empty. I'm like, uh, what happened? <laughs> Oh, what's going on? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so the gentleman who hired me comes in, and he hands me an envelope. He goes, here's your money. I'm like, okay, so what's going on? He goes, uh, the party's been canceled. I'm like, what? He goes, well, uh, the princess, was she was too tired, so they, they canceled the party. So they sent everybody home, and she goes, and he goes, that's it. She goes, I said, really? I feel bad. I have, I mean, well, you, look, you took care of the staff. You drew pictures, and you can go. Hey, you got to love that kind of power. I'm like, it's jokey. Okay. You know, All you right. see everybody there. Uh, I don't want the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably cost, probably cost 50 grand. 50? I bet you they probably spent 100K on that party. Mm. 300 people up here in the top of this building. And she's like, ah, tight. I'm gonna watch Netflix. Oh, in fact, what's, what's that? What's that? St. Peter's is uh, St. Uh, Cathedral, in New York City, the St. big one. St. Patrick's. St. Patrick. It was the St. Patrick's Cathedral was, was right behind the hotel. Because when I looked out the window, I saw the cathedral there. That's right. I don't know. So again, I don't know what hotel it was. But that was my experience with uh, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? It's like. Let me ask you a question. How were you dressed compared to everybody else, dude? I was. Were you not, homeless? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we probably they probably would have thought that. I mean, I was, was wearing like a pauper. I was yeah, wearing. Yeah. I was wearing my no, black jeans and my boots, so like could, I usually do. He could be dressed like anybody. You were the jester. Actually, I was. Well, you're right. I was. You were, you were the jester. I was. Around all the rich people. He's like this. I was. I was wearing my black jeans, my boots, and I had a uh, just a regular sport jacket with a black T-shirt on underneath. You know, and that was it. I was just, I was very plain. I think she saw you and said, that's it. I yeah, don't know what it Everybody's was. Everybody's probably talking like, talk, going up to the princess going, it's so wonderful that you get those peasants off the street to draw <laughs> pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a very interesting experience for me. Uh, that Sounds was a like very, it, yeah. very interesting experience. Uh, moving on, where the hell is that award? Goes to Glinka Shmolinkalava Oblast. Who the fuck is that? God bless you. <laughs> uh, this is a loca- Glinka is located uh, located in Russia. Not too. Uh, it's, it's very close to Belarus and a little ways from so Moscow. We got some Russian. That's so. We so we have a listener. So if you're there, That's very good. Very good. That's some vodka. vodka. And my one of my favorite places, Bermuda. We have one listener in Bermuda. That's beautiful. That's there, where right? we got this mug from. By the way, if you've never been to Bermuda, you gotta go and rent a scooter. It it is the most fun you will ever have. It's the, how many people do you see wreck every time you go there? Well, you know what? The people who do wreck there are all tourists because a they either forget that you have to drive on the left hand side. Oh, they can't ride. They don't or know they've how to ride. never been on a scooter before. Yeah, or and they they get that like that throttle lock. It's a, yeah, I call it accelerator freeze. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they just lock up. Next thing you know, they're they're piling off into a uh, palm tree somewhere. But it's a lot of fun. And you think in Bermuda, you're limited to a uh, a 250 cc is the biggest you can go. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, it's 150 cc is the biggest you can go. But a gentleman told me there when I was there last time, he says we have guys on here uh, that will make it a 250 easy. <laughs> you just can't tell anybody. Interesting, interesting factoid. This is the truth. Um, there is a 70 percent theft rate for scooters 
on Bermuda. Really? And I have to say, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> I'm surprised there's any crime at all on Bermuda. The, there, there is very little, if any, crime there. But the island is, at its widest point, is three miles long, and it's 22 miles long. So where are you going? Three miles long you and could, 22 miles long? No, no, it's a three, that's right, three miles why, wide why? and 22 miles long. Like you could, you could, so they steal them and then they sell them back to the rental places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they ain't going nowhere with it. And thus is a circle of life. And the thing is, you can't import your own vehicle there. You know, it has to be a Didn't certain... did you tell system. me years ago at one time they, they actually had a Harley Davidson you can rent there? Uh, they, I don't... No, no, no. Aruba. You can rent Harley Davidson's in Aruba. Which, which is oh, ridiculous. really? Aruba is smaller than Bermuda. Wow. And uh, Aruba has maybe like four roads. So what? Uh, uh, Bermuda's 22 miles long. Yeah. And uh, 14 miles wide? No, three miles wide at its widest point. At its widest point. At its widest point. And that includes islands and land and water and stuff. So it's three a. Three miles wide at its widest point. And you're right. And it, 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 here, I'll, I'll show you the map. We have one listener there. And I tell you, I love Bermuda. I've been to Bermuda well, six times. You said it's times. beautiful there. It's beautiful. I've been to Bermuda six times. And uh, every time I go, I always uh, I bring my bicycle with me. And I ride around on the island. It's, it's so much fun. Because they're in that. such a location where, like, the hurricanes miss it. Right? Pretty much? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they, they get their weather, but it's a beautiful island. If you've never been to Bermuda, you got to go. It's a big fishing hook. It is. It's really fantastic. All the, all the, we, I always go, we usually take a cruise ship when we go down there. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, is I, there I, an airport? Yeah. yeah. Around the St. George area, there's, a, there's an airport right there. What with St. Javits. Does boats come What's that? Sorry? What side? All the boats where it says King's Wharf, all the ships dock at King's Wharf, or if the ship is small enough, it'll dock in St. George's and then sail around and dock down in there. But uh, St. David's Island is where the uh, uh, airport is. And it's funny. Last time I was there, there was a big Kenworth semi-tractor-trailer truck on the roads. Mind you, these roads are barely wide enough for two vehicles Why was side it by there? side. So it must have been guaranteed. It was because it was running shipments from was, uh, the capital in, uh, in Hamilton over to the <laughs> dockyard where the where the uh, ships come in. And uh, I don't know how it ever got there, but it was, it's amazing. I mean, you've seen guys take uh, scooters, like 150cc bikes, and turn them into choppers. I've got some pictures. It's hilarious. And you got, I've seen, there was one guy I saw there who had his scooter, well, I shouldn't say scooter. He had his motorcycle and it looked like a street glide, but it was a 150 <laughs> wow. It was pretty cool. Um, and uh, Lazy Bastards Town Name Award goes to the town called Lorida, Florida. Florida? Florida, Florida. That was uh, a little. Florida. They were a little lazy. <laughs> And they called it Lorida, Florida, Florida. Yeah, you say it. Yeah, Florida, Florida. We had like 14 listeners there. So if you're in Florida, Florida. Hello, uh, Florida, Florida. Hello there. Welcome. Lorida. Julia Gulia. Yeah. Uh, where the hell am I? Award goes to Port Blair, Adaman, and Nickelbar. And that is way off in uh, Southeast Asia? No. It's, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Southeast Asia over there. Right in the Indian Ocean. Interesting. Yeah, so we have listeners there. How many listeners do I have there? We have three listeners wow. there. Wow. Amazing. 
Well, hello, folks. And say this three times fast award goes to Sanzenben Schwedzig Holstein. We have eight listeners, and this, I cannot say this. I know I'm bastardizing that name. These people are going to yell at me. So this is a... Uh, just one guy, and he had a stroke. He just... <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to write his name, tell us his name. Yeah, this is. I wish these people would all contact you and just let us. Yeah, know what and this is over there, on. and this yeah, is. You gotta, uh, all you people that listen there, you hear, you start sending pictures to us. We yeah. want to see what you look like. Yeah, yeah, and what the neighborhood looks like. Exactly. Preferably, I mean, you're uh, there over there in the fatherland. God, it's uh, San Sanzenebben, and I'm German, and I can't even say it. Sanzenebben, I yeah, that's British. So that's where they are. That's take okay. a picture of your locale and you. All right, and we can't say our city name award goes to Lipcock King Vastragotland. And I can't, you know, what cracks me up is that we have people in these places that listen to us. Nice. This that is was the, the thing I was starting to think about. So, I mean, and, uh, in Denmark. Are, I mean, I know some of these places are obviously English speaking, but yeah. I mean, all of them can't be, right? Well, could, maybe it could be military too. Well, you got no. You got to understand also is that unlike Americans, uh, many people around the world, especially European, speak many languages. You know, we we know we barely know English. Can it, well, let me ask you this, yeah. and I, I don't want to. In the event that this is something that's possible, I don't want to burst your bubble. Um, is it possible that these kind of like off the wall places that you? I don't mean like places like in Germany, but like these places that are in the middle of the ocean. Is it possible that we don't have listeners there and that it's just like pinging off a satellite to get to somebody else? I doubt it. And okay. I'll tell you why. Because like, say, for example, the South Sandwich Islands, we for need example. proof, pictures. So like, sorry. Now, the only way a signal's getting from there is it has to originate from there because you're not getting a ping from there. It's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Right, right, right. right so, so that's coming from there. Yeah, but because it's in the middle of nowhere... They might have a full satellite set up there. Right. And that's my guess is that's where it's coming from. So actually, his question is really good. Uh, the HOA award goes to the villages in Florida. <laughs> this is actually a town name called The Villages. Oh, actually, I, I was looking at places. <laughs> it's called The Villages. So if you live in the villages, <laughs> give Tim a couple places to check out. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and we have 14 listeners in the village. Nice. So You're, uh, you'll be a local celebrity. That's right. That's like Tim's, so that's it. So what you need to do, Tim, is find a place there. Well, it's got to be near an airport. Sorry. Uh, is the villages near an airport? Let's look. Let's look. Let's zoom out. Let's zoom out. Uh, you're not gonna, you have to zoom in. You can't zoom out. We're zooming out. Oh, you're not too far from Orlando. Well, Ocala has. Uh, Ocala has an airport. Two, there you go. So you can go to Ocala. That's not too bad. So Even Orlando, too. Well, Orlando's not too bad. I'm sure there's some small airports in yes, the area. Yes, of course. You know? I've looked at all that. Uh, so, so, so the villages is poss- a possible possibility. You never know. Okay. You never know. So we're going to find 10 minutes. So if you live in the villages, please send us an email and some brochures so we can send them to Tim. And if you are in a 55 and older community, please share that information. Wow, we had to go there, huh? Well, you know. And the I Might Be Married to My Sister Award goes to our our one listener in Skaggsville, Maryland. Wow. Wow. No, it's not. So the thing is, if you you live in Skaggsville, Maryland, and you listen to this podcast, and you are married, I recommend you go get a blood test. Wow. So... Well, we don't have now that listener anymore. We don't have that listener anymore. All right. Well, hey, look. Uh, hey, the I'm words f- expressed in this podcast are solely that of Ted Kettler's <laughs> and none of the other men. <laughs> yep. 
We yeah, but. Yeah, no, but. but. No, there's no button. Yeah, <laughs> but. It was all you. Look, our friends from Zimbabwe came back. All right. See? So. Yeah, but we like them. <laughs> so what you're saying, we don't like the people in Skaggsville? Oh, you don't. Well, you <laughs> don't say that. Clearly, you don't. If you live in Skaggsville, see, please uh, email us a picture of you and your spouse. Stop it now. So we can see you if you look alike. Like, right? Stop he it. clearly doesn't like you. So people. what? Some people right. look like they're dogs. Doesn't mean they're married to the dog. Send us a picture <laughs> give it him to what, what he hasn't said yet is is 15 years ago, he got a ticket in Skaggsville, Maryland. No, no, and now, no, he's, no. now he's got an axe to grind. <laughs> All right, so our number one episode downloads are still uh, still episode number two thirty two. Our interview with Itchy Boots. It's at twenty five fifty nine. Now look, I know a lot of other podcasts download significantly more than I do. We do here, but you know what? I don't care. And the reason why I don't care is we have, you know, between thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred listeners per week, and every one of those people we pr- appreciate. And as you can tell, because well, at we, least most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know what, Gagsville, Maryland, and, and we're, to, we're and we're taking note of these people that listen to our show, and, and we have fun, and too. we we, not, we welcome them serious. to our show. So we appreciate. I want everybody. pictures from my buddies in Zimbabwe. That's it. We want to see pictures from. And guess what time it is now, guys? It's time for our weekly. It is time now for the history of Harley Davidson Part Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here we go. Here we go. Get ready to go. Slideshow. And from the beginning. All right. Uh, the, your guess is not as good as mine. Round four. What's the score so far? Score so far is Chris with four points. Okay. Just so we clarify, every question you get right is one point. All right. Just so you know. Chris has four points, Justin has two points. Tim has one point. Hey, wait. I had two last week. No, 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 no. You won. You were here. And I have 15 points. So. <laughs> well, at least it's a close race. Now, hold it. We have a new feature now. There's a new bonus question worth two points at the end of this. So we're going to have five questions and a bonus question worth two points. So you have a chance to catch up. Everybody has a chance. Okay, ready for you guys ready for question number one? Let's go. Listeners, get your pens out. Okay, question number one. In 1937, the 45, the 74, and the 80 all got upgrades. As a result, the 45 was changed to the U-Series. Question number one. Number two, the V-Series. Number three, the W-Series. And number four, the R-Series. So what was the 45 change to? I'll say number three. W-series. Chris is going with the W series, number three. Justin? W. You're going with the W? Tim? I'm going to say W too. You're going to say W also? Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Number three, the W series. All three of you has got it correct. The W series, the V series was produced from 1930 to 1936. The R series was produced from 32 to 36. The V series became the U-Series and was produced from 37 to 48. The W-Series was produced between 1919 and 45, but the W model the W model was only made in 1937. The other W-Series were the WF, WJ, WL, WLA, WLR, WLD, the WLC, and the WS. Damn. So all three of you got that one correct. Awesome. Let me get a pencil here. I want to get this. So I make sure I don't forget. 
You can take that pouch off it, though. That's all right. Okay, number one. Dang. So, so, all three. Question number two. Here we go. In 1935, the largest Harley-Davidson engine produced was the... The 1200cc, the 1300cc, the 750cc, or the 1000cc. What was the largest Harley Davidson produced in 1935? Produced. Produced. I'm going with 1200 for $50. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> Should we start doing it like Alex Trebek? Now? What is? Your sorry, your answer must be in the form of 1200 cockety cocks. Is that what that CC stands for? <laughs> Cockety cock. <laughs> um, Crotchety curmudgeons. Yeah, yeah. Crotchety, that's it. Crotchety curmudgeons. Uh, I want to say... Number four. You're saying number four? Justin says four. I'm going to say 750. Tim says 750. And Ted says the right answer. <laughs> And the correct answer is 1300. Wow, the nobody got it right. The 45 aka the W was made with the, the W was made with the 750 and the 575. The F series was the 1000. The U and the V series both had the 1200 and 1300 engines. So nobody goose eggs for everybody. Shut up. <laughs> All right, question number 3. The three-wheeled server car was a W series, the 45, and was produced in what years? 1930 to 1945, 1935 it provide it proved ideal for traffic police and meter maids, and to this day are highly sought after. Indian produced a similar three-wheeled bike called the Dispatch Tow. It was faster, larger, and had a fold-down tow bar, unlike the Harley server car, because it was bolted on. But its production didn't last, as the Harley version proved more reliable and robust. So, <laughs> so Justin gets one. Two, he's got two now. Chris got one. All right, we're going on to question number, number four. four. The W, oh, yeah. the WLA was a militarized version of the W45 series in the late 1930s. What was the WLR for? Chris, you ready? Yes. He just Chris just zoned out there for a second. Uh, you got the question? What was the WLR for? Number one, Russian Army model. Racing model, reconnaissance model, recover, recovery and ambulatory model. Four. Chris says four. Uh, 
Justin? So it's tough because the WLC, so the, the WLA was for the American military. The WLC was for the Canadian military. I'm torn. I'm torn between two and four. I'm going to go number two. You're going to go two. Okay, Justin goes two. I'll go four with Chris. Four. The correct answer, Russian Army model. The WLC was produced for the Canadian Army, the WLR for the Russian Army in 1945. There were 90,000 WLs produced for the war effort. Shut up. Hmm. (laughs) All right. That's a goose egg again. I I should get half a point because I knew the Canadian part. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. In 1942, Harley-Davidson produced another military bike that later became a civilian prototype. What was its designation? Number one, the WLX. Number two, the X90. Number three, the XA. Number four, the XLA. Number two. Number two. That was like almost in unison. Yeah, two is just two. And you're going to go with two also. I have to because they did it too quickly and too on point. Okay. P90X. The correct answer is the XA. Number three, goose eggs for everybody. The XA was a copy of a BMW that the Germans were using. It was a flat twin with a shaft drive and was used through 1946. In 1946, uh, the XA was introduced as a civilian prototype but was discontinued for a mini Jeep and an updated server car. By the way, the X90 was a 90cc two-stroke produced in 1973 to 1975. Oh, come on! All right, time now for our bonus question. <laughs> bonus question. Here we go, boys and girls. Are you ready? What is the largest engine? What is the largest engine ever put into a motorcycle? Oof. Now, this is not just Harley. No, this is anything. This is a bonus question. This is anything. Does this count as car motors, too? Yeah, well, uh, number one. I know exactly where I'm going to 10-cylinder, 48-cylinder, 12-cylinder, 24-cylinder. I'm going to go with the 24 because I know somebody put a uh, a Lamborghini engine on it. 10-cylinder, I'm going to go with. Chris goes with one. Justin? What'd you pick, Tim? Four. I know somebody put a uh, a Viper engine, which is I'm gonna go number three. Number three, which is ten in a um, on a motorcycle. All right. And the correct answer is forty-eight cylinder. Nobody picked that. Nope. <laughs> Simon Whitlock built the Kawasaki motorcycle from six inline eight engines that were fuel-injected, water-cooled, supercharged, and nitrous-fed, all tied together with gears through a BMW transmission. And it has a 75cc pony motor under the seat as a starter. It is said to be barely rideable. Bummer. What's the fucking point of making something like that? And here it is right here. I'll show you a picture of it. I'll put, I'll put links to this in the show notes. There you have it. What a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <a> total <laughs> What a fucking jerk. I mean, really. I mean, it, okay. It's pretty cool, though. It's cool. It's impressive that he would do that, but what why? A why? Why? The amount of time, effort, and money to 
basically have something that's not rideable? Yeah. I mean, really. You, wow. You, you, you can probably go straight, but you can't turn it. And you'll probably sit on it and fall over. Wouldn't it have been better to put longer uh, handlebars on it? Yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah, he didn't even give it any style. None. None it whatsoever. looks like something from the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the scores now. Here we go. Uh, well, so far we have all three of you has got one on that first question. <laughs> and Justin got one on question three. So Chris picks up a point. So we'll make that Duh. five. Winning. Justin picks up two points. We'll make that four. Tim picked up one point. Make that two. <laughs> and I picked up six points. <laughs> 21. He just makes up his points. All right. He just makes up his points. He's like, yeah, I picked up 100 on this one. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm sorry. That's 22 because I got the bonus question, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there you go, boys well, and girls. That's that it. Awesome. That was uh, week four. Week five is going uh, to be good. We're going to have some more, more great questions for you guys. Good. I hope everybody's playing so, at home. I, I, everybody seems to be enjoying this. I've gotten some great comments on this. Everybody's enjoying the... Uh, awesome. And... Uh, <laughs> Again, if you want to uh, check out the American Iron Magazine article that I wrote, go ahead and get over there and get yourself a copy of the American Iron Magazine. And uh, we'll do that. <laughs> it's a great exit music. And uh, that's about it. We'll be back again. Oh, I have an interview next week. I'll be interviewing. Um, I will be in. Bomber. I will be interviewing uh, Diego. Uh, I'm talking about his live wire trip. Um up, uh, up the coast. Nice. And, uh, got some other interviews on tap, so uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Very cool. All right. All right hey, guys, mind. anything else you guys want to talk about before we split and get out of here? No. no. Done? Done. Okay. All right. Well, again, I am Ted, your host here of the Motorcycle Men Podcast, and we're checking out of the – we got our tab, and we're paying up. We're leaving a tip, and we're getting out of the V-Twin Cafe. Hey, Tim, what do you got to say? Live like nobody sees it. Chris! Wait a minute. I forgot to do something. Timbuktu. And, of course, hold it. Look out! Look out! Look out! <laughs> and uh, Chris the Joker, the 12-year-old. The 12-year-old, they were on the buttons. And uh, Justin's shoes from Bergen Harley-Davidson. And again, one before I leave, before before we depart, stop. Before we depart, I want to thank Rich and, of course, Justin from Bergen Harley Davidson for giving me the opportunity to ride the live wire. Touch nipples. And, and Chris down at uh, Ocean uh, Harley Davidson of Ocean County for allowing me to do that. And Justin. Damn. And uh, what do you, what, Chris? What do you have to say? <laughs> and Justin, what do you have to sign off with? I don't think I say anything. Okay, Damn. you're and remember, boys and girls, we're out of here. <laughs> we say stupid crap so you don't have to.